Hi there. You know, the last time we were together, we were looking at how the two men that were anointed by God and Moses to build the tabernacle, uh, Betzel and Aholiab, I wanted. I didn't finish telling you about what their names mean. I just told you that they they didn't know how to dwell. We're relating this to intercessory prayer and our lives being in good shape and strong, so that we can go in and rob the devil's kingdom of souls. Because as soon as you go start robbing his kingdom of souls or money, he's going to come after you. And so you need to know the secret place. You need to know how to protect yourself. You know that three times they came after Jesus to throw him over a cliff or to kill him. But he knew how to walk in love, and he knew how to walk in the safe place. He knew how to stay in the, in the secret place, and he just passed right through them. And they, they didn't even know what happened to him. He just passed right through them because the love of God covered him. And so uh, Betziel's name is in the shadow, i.e. the protection of God. And Aholiab's name, and this is found in Exodus 35, uh, is, his name means in the tent of his father, a covering or a dwelling place or a tabernacle. So in the Old Testament, the names of people kind of tell you about them. And so they were two men that knew how to live in the secret place. And so they were, uh, they were, they were, if you want to say a man after God's own heart, because he thought, I can work with these guys. I can give them, uh, they're like the Navy SEALs, I guess, and, and whatnot. I can give them secret missions because they know how to keep themselves covered in the blood and protected from the enemy. Because as soon as you start doing work for God, Satan's going to try to wipe you out. If you don't know that by his stripes you were healed, if you don't know that he meets all your needs according to his riches and glory, if you don't know these things, then Satan will attack you in these different areas. He'll attack you in your, your weakest link is where he's going to come and attack you. And it could be a family member. It could be in your, uh, a, a deep hidden fear in yourself. So it's important to keep yourself well-groomed in the spirit. And, um, and you, you're going to be able to accomplish more in the kingdom. And, you know, as, as, as we talk about it, the, the fact that we, we believe we're coming to an end of an age, we believe we're coming to the end of an age, uh, and a return of, of Christ, the rapture of the church, if you will. And uh, so uh, we want to be able to be effective and fruitful in these days ahead and not be a full of fear and, and not, not go by the wayside that the world's going. The church should not look like the world in what happens to them all the time. I'm not saying it doesn't happen once in a while, we can all get hit upside the head and, and taken by surprise in an area. I mean, I've gotten lax in areas and then got hit in, in that area, like sickness or, or something like that. But uh, it shouldn't happen all the time. There should be a, a, a manifestation of the blessing in your life also. And so, um, but these two men, and, and the other thing was I wanted to tell us last week was, uh, building ourselves up in the in the most holy faith, keep ourselves in the love of God and in the power of the Holy Ghost. And it's in Jude 20, it says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost builds up your spirit, builds your heart. Um, you know, in um, Ephesians, Paul was saying, 
that, that he was praying that God would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of our understanding being open to know the hope to which he's called us to, the riches of his glory, and the surpassing greatness of his power at work in us as we believe. And then in the chapter 3, he says that, that, that uh, he prayed that, we, that uh, our hearts would be strengthened in our innermost being and personality by the Holy Spirit that dwells there. Strengthening our hearts in our innermost being and personality. So in other words, in order to have, our eyes need to be open to see and in chapter three, he, before we get to the prayer, he did say it had been given to him. Paul said it had been given to him to preach the gospel, the incalculable. Uh, I can't I, I can't remember all of all of the um, I, I love this, too. And I can't remember all of how they the incalculable riches of Christ. I can't remember all the but the point being this. Uh, there's there's so the riches are so intense and it's such a treasure you can't even put it into words so then he went on to say that our hearts be strengthened by the spirit that dwells there so in other words we have to have our eyes open remember what happened to uh, adam and, and eve their eyes were open to their failure to their wrongdoing but our eyes are being opened to the treasures of Christ in us, the hope of glory, the glory treasures that are in us. And then he says that our hearts need to be strengthened. You have to have a strong heart to even be able to believe or contain these wonderful treasures of Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so um, that's why he's saying building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So we're looking for God's mercy. And, you know, uh, I'm reminded there that in the book of Daniel in chapter two, uh, when he went and he, he was supposed to, the, the king said, you tell me what my dream was. And Daniel, or I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> and Daniel went in before the Lord and, and called on the mercies of God. Because the secret things, the mysteries, are hidden in the mercies. The mysteries, that, the mysteries. Uh, in other words, mercy comes out of a tender heart. If we have a hard heart, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. If we have a hard heart, we're not going to be able to tap into some of those treasures, which would be the mysteries, which would be the miracles, which would be the the uh, the different gifts of the spirit and he says uh, looking for the mercy so we need to be looking at it through a merciful eye having the mercies of god and he says on um, some have compassion making a difference i heard a sermon about that many years ago never forgot it some have compassion making a difference and the guy said i which i had never thought of Sometimes you don't know when to quit praying and when not to, or who to do for and who not to. And when you find you're not making a difference, then you can move on. Because it, it's not that God's finished with them, but he may be finished with your part in them. So when you have someone come into your life and they kind of, you know, I always say, well, if I open my door and they're laying at my feet, I've, I've got to do something for them. And, uh, but if they, if they don't, if my part with them doesn't change them, 
then it may be time for them to find somebody. God's got somebody else coming into their life that will help them with the next stage. So on some have compassion, making a difference. When you see you're not making a difference, it's all right to let it go and move on. This is probably for somebody out there that's listening to this right now. The Lord is letting you know it's okay. I've got this and your part's done for now. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So you see, everybody doesn't just hear the gospel and say, oh, I like that. I'm going to get saved. I'm going to serve Jesus. No, it's um, uh, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. So you're pulling, <laughs> you're being a fireman here. You're pulling them out of the fire. And so that's a work of faith. And uh, we just, we need to keep ourselves in good shape so we can help, we can participate in God's delivering power for those around us. You may have someone that God's, you know, I've, I've noticed that, that whether it be a famous person or just someone that is in my life some way or another, you just have a heart for some people. Neighbors through the years, I'm still praying for one, one of our neighbors. Uh, I used to, uh, sit out on my patio when I was a baby Christian, brand new in the Lord, a couple of years old, I guess. And I'd see the guy across the street and he'd be driving off to work. And I just had an affinity for him. I just had a heart for him. I don't know why it was sort of a supernatural uh, uh, grace for him. And I started praying for him. I'm still praying for him today. Believe in God. I don't know where he is or what, with God or, or not. But I know it's it's a great prayer to just say, Lord, thank you for leading him into the love of God and the steadfastness of Jesus Christ. And so that's a simple prayer that I can pray. And I'm believing to see him someday when we're all in heaven together. So you just, um, just take your assignments from the Lord, and but keep ourselves, keep ourselves in the Holy Ghost, in the love of God, looking for the mercies, Build ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep yourselves in the love of God reminds me, too, that in 1 John it talks about how this is the love of God, uh, that you um, walk in His commandments. So walking out the righteousness that God has given us, you know, you can't go live in sin or, or do whatever you want to do all the time and, and then expect to have the power of God flowing out of you to where you could deliver somebody or, or re uh, deliver them out of their bondage. So um, this, is, this is for those who are serious about what we're talking about. This isn't for people that are praying, playing. I, I find it a little sad that, the, that so many times the churches, we're just interested in ourselves. We're not really interested in the kingdom and what Jesus paid the price for. And we're not really interested in, it's all about man and what God can do for man rather than what man can do for God. And I've kind of always been one that sees it from the God perspective rather than the man perspective. And I think we need both. So I'm not, I'm not shaming that, but uh, we do need both. And I think it's time that the Lord got his due. He's done a lot. He's, he's uncovered, a, uh, been given tremendous revelation to the body of Christ through the years. And uh, 
it's time that we put it to work in behalf of the kingdom. On Easter Sunday just recently, I felt so strongly that we were, and I told our congregation, um, we were a testimony to his great work of craftsmanship. We just looked at the tabernacle. Craftsmanship. What, what did the cross do? It enabled God to get back into man through the forgiveness of our sins. And that, that was a craftsmanship in the work of, uh, on the cross. And so um, we were a great testimony that his work worked. <laughs> that it, it worked. It worked, Lord, because we're here. And so uh, I appreciate that. Others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. The other day we were praying for our church and uh, uh, felt like an outpouring of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And um, we shout for joy and protect the joy, protect the fruit of the spirit that's in us in Christ. Christ carries that fruit. He is the fruit of the spirit. And so protect the joy Love never fails. Joy is our strength and peace that passes all understanding establishes us. What is it? The one, uh, the peace. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember it now, but it's in the Amplified. It's a definition of peace. Freedom from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts. Peace is freedom from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts. So love never fails. Joy strengthens us. And peace frees us from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts. So he's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Through the only wise God, our Savior, glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and evermore. Amen. Hallelujah. So that, that, was, um, that was the finishing up of Betzel and Aholiab, that they were equipped. We want to be equipped to be effective prayer warriors for the kingdom of God. You know, we need to remember that we're doing this not for me personally, not for you personally, not even for the people that we participate in and get delivered and, and, and help them find their salvation. But we're doing it for the Lord and we're doing it to build the kingdom. And that's, um, that's, that gives you real purposeful purpose. Amen. One other thing I wanted to share with you real quick is, uh, this is a this is an hors d'oeuvre. These are hors d'oeuvres. You know, there's not a full meal, just an hors d'oeuvre. And then we we want to get into praying in the last days. In John sixteen thirty three, I heard this teaching many years ago, and it was just one of those ones that you got good notes on. And so, uh, and the things that I'm telling you, just like the the waters that 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 drown the wicked, save the righteous. And this, this right now, these are tidbits. These are just little hors d'oeuvres, but they've uh, helped me all along the way. I go back to them over and over and over again, and I think they're, they're very valuable. So that's why I'm passing them on to you. John 16, Jesus is speaking, and he says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me, 
in me that's a fixed position in place, time, or state, you might have peace. So notice he's saying, in me, a fixed position. So it's not wobbly and it's not here, there, and everywhere. It's in me being fixed position in place, time, or state. You might have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I like to do intense word studies. And so in looking up these things I have spoken unto you, that in me, that fixed position, you might have peace. Might have is a present tense, actual time, active voice. The subject is the doer of the action of the verb. So you, you, um, you might have peace. You is the subject. And uh, having peace is you're, you're the active doer of that. And the mood of this, in the Greek, they have a, uh, the voice, the mood, and uh, the tense. The tense, the voice, and the mood are the, are the, the tense and the mood. So the, t the present tense, the voice is the active voice where the subject is the doer of the action of the verb. So you might have. You is doing that. And then the mood is subjunctive. And the sub this is what's interesting. The subjunctive mood is the mood of possibility and potentiality. The action described may or may not occur depending upon the circumstances. So in other words, in me you might have, depending upon the circumstances, the, the potential and possibility depending upon the circumstances of you having peace, but it's really going to depend on you. He's come to bring to in me in a fixed position, so we have to stay in that fixed position. We might have peace. So we're participating in that. And the subjunctive mood, mood means that the, the possibility and the potential for us to have peace is there, depending on what we do with it. I can't just... Let everything rip and not take care of business, not, not read my scriptures, not pray, not, not participate in the kingdom and think I'm going to have, have this peace. He said, in the world you shall have. That's a present tense, active voice. You shall have. The subject does the work and the indicative mood. It's a fact. So I have overcome the world and that's a fact. And so... These things I have spoken unto you in, that in me you might have peace. That's the potential and possibility in me. If you're in the fixed position in me, the possibility and the potential for you to have peace is there. But it depending upon the circumstances, what I do with it. In the world you shall have. It's a fact. In the world you're going to have tribulation. And it's a fact that I have overcome the world. But the potential and possibility of you having peace depends upon you. And that is being in that fixed position in Christ. That's where the peace is. The peace that passes all understanding. And that's always spoken to me through the years to, to understand that. that, that um, it, we participate. You know, there's um where was that... Um, 
the, the teaching of the Holy Ghost here, the Rick Renner teaching, which we've, we've looked at before, but it, it fits in here where the Holy Spirit says, uh, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. This is Romans 8, 26. Pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And it's saying here that uh, the, the Holy Spirit had to come up with a whole new word for helpeth. This is the first time chronologically this word is ever used, helpeth. It's soon Auntie Lombano. And that he had to create a brand new word to describe his kind of help for us. <laughs> well, he's brought a new language to the earth. Well, he has, praying in other tongues. But soon is co-laborers, a partnership, a cooperation, always describes what you do with someone else. It would never describe what someone does for you. So it's not us doing for the Lord. It's us in partnership with God. You know, your relationship with God with the, it, by, through the Holy Spirit is uh, it's a relationship. It's like a marriage. And uh, sometimes he stirs us to do things and sometimes we stir him to do things. You know, I'm reminded of, of uh, Mary at, at the wedding of Canaan. She came to Jesus and said they're out of wine. She was moving him actually out of his time frame to do something. And he allowed her to do that. I think that speaks volumes. We can influence the Lord in what's going on about things. So, so many times we want to say, well, it's the Lord's will. Well, find out what kind of personality he is and see if that's his will or not. He doesn't always, he's not willing all this stuff in the earth that's happening. God's a merciful God. He's a kind God. He's a good God. He's a loving father. And so uh, a lot of times we put things off on him that he wouldn't even consider doing. Putting cancer on people? I mean, please. We like to blame him for everything because he, he won't come in and rip us a new one for it. He just He's just merciful. But the, uh, the word was co-laborers, a partnership in cooperation. So this... Uh, you might have peace, the potential and possibility. Oh, the potential and possibility. I just noticed the clock. We need to go. The potential and possibility of peace is we play a part in that. It's what we do. We want to stay in our fixed position in Christ Jesus. Amen. I just pray the blood of Jesus over you right now. That's a powerful thing to do. I pray that your mind be at peace. The peace that passes all understanding would surround your heart and mind in Christ right now. I break off of you any uh, agitations, any anxieties that are trying to come and set up camp at your house. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus and by the power of the blood of the Lamb. And I release your angelic ministries to minister to you. Remember, they came and ministered to Jesus after he'd been in the garden of prayer. So I uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Amen, what a great teaching. You know, Mary Jean's teaching from her book, Woman Imagine. Years ago when Mary Jean was asking the Lord what her position was in the kingdom of God, he revealed to her the woman's purpose, position and power. And she's written two books, Woman Imagines being the latest one. And they're great for a daily devotional 
are for a small ladies group, but if you'd like to get these, the address is on the bottom of the screen. I know they'll be a blessing to you.